Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, John June, and of course, I've got my guy, the co-host, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man? What is good? We are minutes away from Thursday Night Football. Uh, yeah, man, I'm excited. I've been checking out the Celtics game in the meantime, but yeah, I'm excited for week two things we got in store looking forward to these matchups these streams of the week uh yeah let's let's go yeah man um i mean streams of the week were yes was yesterday but sorry sorry hopefully, sorry Just, uh, uh, yeah, yeah actually no right. you're good bro <laughs> that's the perfect segue because we got to remind them streams of the week you got to go back and listen to them um so if you haven't heard the streams of the week then make sure you go back and listen to that uh hopefully you enjoyed the thursday night game and if you haven't seen it yet then make sure you go back and listen to the breakdown that we did because that i'm pretty sure it was money um depending on whose side you you believe but also um like i said in the episode you get the streams of the week but today you're gonna get part one of the week two game previews um tomorrow you're obviously gonna get part two along with the starts of the week but uh, the games that we covered today, Atlanta versus Dallas, Bills versus Dolphins, L.A. Rams versus the Philadelphia Eagles, Detroit Lions versus the Green Bay Packers, Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Tennessee Titans, Minnesota Vikings versus the Indianapolis Colts, the San Francisco 49ers versus the New York Jets, and the New York Giants versus the Chicago Bears. So, Greg, you excited for football tonight and this weekend? Are you on like sports overload right now? I know you're used to basketball, but like it's playoff basketball in the midst of a football season. Like how are you, like how are you dealing uh, with it's, this? It's right ridiculous because I don't. Oh man, it's it's crazy. It's overwhelming at times. Um, but you know, every day, and I'm a Yankee fan too. So for the few people out there that follow baseball, like I got I got uh, overload going on right now. Um, but Bron is gonna get this ring. I'm I'm happy the Clippers lost. So I'm hyped for that. I'm hyped for football. Uh, Giants, you know, in a bounce back spot possibly against the Bears. Yeah, I think I just I go flicking flick back and forth. A lot of uh hitting that last button. That's probably the most hit button I've hit a lot in the past couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's jump into these breakdowns, bro. We've got the first up. We've got the 0-1 Atlanta Falcons headed to Dallas. To take on the 0-1 Dallas Cowboys. This game is at 1 p.m. The Cowboys are four and a half point favorites. The line was five, uh, but has since moved to four and a half. The total on this game, 53 points. Uh, I'll go through the injuries. Uh, then I'll give my picks, Greg, and then I'll, I'll shoot it back to you. But the uh, in terms of injuries, Atlanta, Falcon left, uh, Atlanta Falcons left tackle Jake Matthews. Uh, he was a DMP, uh, did not participate on Wednesday. Uh, for Dallas, they both they put both linebackers, Leighton Vander Esch and Sean Lee, on IR with neck injuries. Um, you know, the thought is that it was it was good for, you know, uh, it was actually a collarbone for Vander Esch, uh, who has a history of neck injuries. So it was technically good news for him. 
Um, but both are, are obviously out this week. And then right tackle for the, the Cowboys, Lyle Collins, he's he's also still on IR, so he's out. Um, but in terms of the you know this game, I'm taking the over. I'm taking Atlanta to cover. I'm taking uh, Dallas to win the game. Uh, two these are two teams that throw the ball a lot. Uh, Atlanta, you know, ran 77 offensive plays in Week One. That was fourth in the league. Dallas ran 69 offensive plays, which was 11th uh, in in the league in Week One. Uh, both these teams are above league average in terms of neutral pass rate. Uh, Atlanta's at 69% and Dallas at 58%. So I'm expecting a decent back and forth here at running back. Obviously, Zeke um, and Todd Gurley are must plays. I actually think that sneakily, like, you know, Gurley's, Gurley's a really good play this week, you know, because when you consider all the success the Rams had running their outside zone scheme against the Dallas Cowboys and, you know, compounded with the issues that they that they now have at linebacker, um, I think that, you know, Gurley could potentially have a really good game here uh, just with you know, in terms of the number of plays that are being run. But in the past game, you know, give me everybody, uh, anyone, everyone and anyone. <laughs> Facts. Uh, starting the top three wide receivers on both teams. Uh, I'm including Russell Gage and mm-hmm. C.D. Lamb. Uh, emphasis on C.D. Lamb here. Uh, again, Dallas in neutral game script. They ran 11 personnel uh, 83% of the time, which uh, was tops in the league. They actually ran most the most plays from that personal from that personnel grouping in neutral game script in week one. So this is clearly what they want to be. Uh, Lamb played most of his snaps from the slot, led the Cowboys in slot snaps. And so with Jarwin out, I think that's more targets that go his way to the middle of the field. And so I would try to trade for Lamb now if you can, because after Sunday it might it might be too late. Um, might be slow. And then, uh, Hayden Hurst <laughs> can't be slow. Got to be faster than that. Yeah, Got to be um, quicker than that. And, Hay- <laughs> and Hayden Hurst, Atlanta tight end. I think he's playable as well. He didn't come through last week, but he still led all tight ends in the NFL in routes run. So I, I think you can play him in a high over under. Yeah, I am with you. Yes, I am with you on that. I got the over. I also have the Atlanta Falcons covering, but I have the Dallas Cowboys winning this game. Uh, It's going to be close. It's going to be it's going to be real close. I think it's going to be a three point game going here. Uh, Both teams. This will be a shootout. I want every and every part of this game, any and part of this game. uh, Fankers Falcons, you know, lit up by week in week one by Seattle. Both these defenses are bad. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you pretty much on everything. Julio Jones, questionable, but he's going to be fine. This man battled an entire year with turf toe, with other injuries, questionable every week, so he'll be fine. Mark Cooper also dealing with a foot injury, but I think he'll be able to play through it. If not, it's just a bunch bump for the other two, but yeah, I'm with you on everything you're saying. Um, how do we feel about Dalton Schultz? Is he going to get involved in any way? I don't think so. I don't want to play I'm- him, but... Yeah, I think it's all I'm not three receivers. I'm, I'm not playing him. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather, after Sunday, you know, he didn't really do much after the Jarwin injury. Um, I would, if anything, I'd like to see his role ramp up before I start, you know, looking to him as a, as a fantasy asset. Yeah. Um, any Anybody else? I mean, I mean, you, I love Russell Gage. I'm starting Tony? him in one league, so. In my three receiver league for Galladay, so that's that's total confidence there. Yeah, no, Russell Gage, I think is definitely uh, somebody that should be played like every week or not every week, but definitely this week in every league that you're in. Uh, just granted, you know the or not granted, but just given the amount of 
plays that'll be run, the amount of pass attempts, yep. um, you know, touchdowns, like, you know, you want a piece of this game and Russell Gage, you know, gives you a cheap uh, option to, to, you know, to get exposure to it. So, yep. Um, next game, we've got the one and O Buffalo Bills traveling to Miami to take on the own one Miami Dolphins. This game is a 41 point over under and the Buffalo Bills are six point favorites. Uh, injuries to note. Nothing to note for Buffalo, actually. <clears throat> Although I did see something about John Brown. Uh, he was something he didn't practice yesterday, but uh, with a foot. But it seems like he's good to go. He's a full participant today. Um, Miami, obviously, you know Devontae Parker is banged up with the hamstring, but he's still going to play. Uh, Greg, how do you see this game breaking down? Uh, this game, I have the under. Uh, I have the Buffalo Bills covering, and I have the Buffalo Bills winning. Um, I think the Bills defense is going to dominate. I think this game script, it just feels similar to the the Pats Dolphins game last week. Honestly, I think it's just going to follow that kind of that flow. Uh, the Bills have basically, you know, Cam, he's, you know, Cam Newton light. He has a run design quarterback, uh, specifically in the red zone and on third downs. Josh Allen had 14 carries last week. He's a locked in QB one. Uh, I like this game for John Brown and Stefan Diggs. John Brown had 10 targets. Diggs had nine targets, um, so I like the, the, these guys. Um, I think they're you know two playable guys, give you wide receiver two upside like they did last week. And uh, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, again, paying attention to that. But I, I'm like heavy on Zach Moss this week as far as his upside. He had nine red zone touches. Uh, that was third most among all running backs in the National Football League. So I think this is a good play for him. I think they'll be able to get in the red zone for sure. And if Josh Allen doesn't get a rushing touchdown, he probably will get a rushing touchdown too. So, uh, I mean, or, or even a receiving touchdown in the red zone. So I like that uh, for the Bills. On the Dolphins side, I'm not really interested in playing anyone here. Uh, <laughs> Devontae Parker, uh, he's he's questionable. He might be out. Um, even, even so, Preston Williams will then be on Trey White. Uh, and that, that'll be locked down. Um, I'm a... I think uh, after this week, though, I'm still a Mike Kosecki fan. I think this is the time to buy low on him after this week. He had two tough, tar- two tough matchups, uh, Pats and then the and then the Bills. So I think you know he was tied for second in targets in week one. After this week, I think he should have a bounce back. So I, uh, you know, I think uh, I think this is a good play as far as getting him. Um, I am interested in Miles Gaskin long term, though, as far as his usage, because he led all Dolphins running backs in carries, targets, and receptions. So I'm looking interested in that. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with you on how the game's going to play out. I, I agree with your analysis, the offensive side, uh, or for the Bills. You know, like you were saying, Josh Allen, similar quarterback in terms of play style and stature to Cam Newton. Uh, Brian Dayball, the offensive coordinator for Buffalo, he's done a really good job of setting up Allen with, with play calls that allow him to succeed. Uh, you know, whether it's putting him on the move, uh, well-designed screen passes, um, you know, getting finding creative ways to get these receivers open uh, using pre-snap motion. So I think he'll steal some stuff from Josh McDaniels and, and you know, add some wrinkles into this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm expecting a, another big day from Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's uh, he's torched Miami, you know, each of the last two years, both on the air and, and on the ground in his career. So, um, you know, I expect that to continue this this week. I mean, he he's could very well be like a, a top five top yeah three top, quarterback I, I had that written down this week yeah top five he's he's just the perfect quarterback for fantasy man he's just so so no, safe and like under all the under games too that he still thrives in like it's crazy yeah i mean it's it reminds me of cam like 
except on a, a not a different level, but they're I don't know. It just reminds me of of Cam and how like I would always want to play Cam in an ugly game because uh-huh. yep. you know that he's gonna like try to play hero ball at that point. He's gonna be running. He's gonna be throwing the ball down the field like gunning it. Um. So yeah. So I don't know, man. So Josh Allen, you know, he's he's definitely got top top three upside this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Moss, like you said. Um, but then, yeah, like I agree with you on, on the Dolphins side as well. Like I'm, I'm not really interested in playing Parker. I'm not really interested in playing Preston Williams. Nah. And I agree with a hundred percent with what you said about Kaseki. I think he's a, a great buy low. I think you could possibly stream in this, in this matchup. Uh, he did play 77% of his snaps from the slot last week. Uh, and Buffalo gave up, you know, a ton of catches to Jamison Crowder. So, uh, he's hmm. maybe interesting, but I'd, I'd rather stream a guy like Logan Thomas this right. week, um, and then just let Gasecki, like you said, uh, eventually assume that role that 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 you know we think that he'll eventually rise to. And like yeah. you said, he led the team, in, or he was tops in targets last week, or up there in targets last yeah. week. You know, he just faced the mad scientist and Bill Belichick. So. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> um, all right, on to the next matchup, man. We've got the one and O L.A. Rams headed to Philadelphia to take on the O and one Philadelphia Eagles. This game is in, like I said, Philadelphia. The the over the total on this game is forty six points, and the Rams are one and a half point favorites. Um, Gerald Everett, the tight end for the Rams, he's still questionable with a knee injury. Uh, on the D line for the Eagles, they're getting back free agent addition Javon Hargrave at D tackle, so I think that's that's a nice bump for them. But they're currently without defensive end Brandon Graham, who's in concussion protocol. Uh, the good news also for the Eagles, though, the, the big good news is that they're getting both running back Miles Sanders and right tackle Lane Johnson back. Um, in terms of my picture of this game, you know, I'm taking the under here. I'm, take, I'm taking actually the Eagles to cover and win this game. Um, I, you know, I, Philadelphia threw the ball a lot last week. They threw it a league high 76% of the time in neutral game script. Um, you know, that could have been due to the fact that starting running back Miles Sanders was out last week. So I expect that number to come down this week with the return of Sanders. Uh, the Rams, you know, can be run on, and I expect that to happen, you know, this Sunday. Uh, I'm a bit down on Robert Woods this week. I, I know I was high on Terry, but uh, Darius Slade did do a good job of, of holding him back last week. So I'm not expecting a whole lot from Woods this week, but I'm still starting him. Um, Cooper Cup, though, who played the most snaps of all Rams wide receivers. He played more than half of his snaps from the slot. He was uh, still involved on Sunday, but I think he's in a, in a really nice spot this week against the Philadelphia Eagles. And, and with the Eagles' run defense being pretty good, I, I expect him to have a much better day than last week. And, and for the Eagles, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm playing, I don't know if I said it, but I'm playing Sanders, I'm playing Ertz, I'm playing Goddard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would play Rager if I needed to, but I, I would go elsewhere if I could avoid it. Um, and I'm not really, I don't know where I'm at with the quarterbacks, man. I just, I think there's so many other options that I just don't have to, to go to this, to, to these guys. Right. Where, where are you, where are you at with this game, Greg? Uh, so with this game, I have the under in this game. Um, I'm taking the Rams to cover and I'm taking the Rams to win. I do think it's a, a very close game, similar to that Sunday night game with Dallas, uh, three point game, uh, field goal game. So, um, and the Rams, I think, I think they do con- control, you know, time of possession, uh, and stuff like that, and and use the run game to open up opportunities for for Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Um, yeah, like you said, <clears throat> uh, looked at that neutral game script. 
70% of the offensive snaps with the three wide receiver set. Uh, so that's good. Cups uh, usage is back up, which is a great sign uh, long term. I, I, I do like both uh, Woods and Cup in this one. Um, so I, I I think maybe, you know, as far as the Washington football team, I think, you know, there's not a lot of uh, targets uh, other than Terry. So it's easy to kind of hone in on him. Maybe the Rams could open up things a little more and help out Woods. Um, so I do like him. I like Malcolm Bounds upside in this one because of the red zone opportunity. He got the the four red zone touches versus one to Cam Akers. Uh, Cam Akers started the game and was also involved with his 14 carries. But, uh, yeah, I like Malcolm Brown in this one um, and his upside. Uh, he also, you know, could possibly be a sell-high candidate after this one because, um, you know, Cam Akers did start in week one. And through, down the line, he could be a rookie that will step up like, with, with Antonio Gibson and other names uh, as far as bacon in the oven. Uh but the Eagles, oh man, this is this is the best practice report they've had in like five years, man. It was crazy. <laughs> it was Miles Sanders, Jason Peters, Derek Barnett, Fletcher Cox, and Deshaun Jackson. It was wild. It was it was amazing that all of them were practicing in full. That would even Lane Johnson uh, was limited and he might be able to play. Uh, so that's just all great news for Carson Wentz, uh, especially against this D line of the Rams. Uh, so there's some big boys on the other side of that line. So. I like Miles Sanders. Think he's a high in RB two for sure with some RB one upside. Um, definitely starting Goddard. <clears throat> definitely starting Ertz. But I think Goddard at this point is the higher ups and upside tight end. Um, he led the the team in targets last week. Uh, as far as the receivers, uh, Greg Ward is a PPR deep guy, um, deeply guy in PPR leagues. But I I think Rager Djax, one of them is going to do it. He's that one of them is going to boom. Their, their air yards per target last week was crazy. Uh, Rager's is 34 yeah. air yards per target. Uh, Djax is 30.6 air yards per target. So I don't know who is going to be it, I, but it's going to be someone. I think one of them are going to boom out. Yeah, I mean, if, um, if Deshaun Jackson draws uh, Jalen Ramsey, then maybe it's Rager yeah. that ends up. Being that guy, right? I've had better. Uh, I know that I they do, were. Yeah, I well, do want it to be Rager, and I do think it would be Rager. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, 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 like I said, I, I would, I would play him if I, if I had to. I don't know if I'm like, if I'm like, would you start Rager or Deontay Johnson? Oh, Deontay. This is, I think, those two are for DFS, honestly, for sure. Yeah, 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 no, I think you could take a DFS shot on him. And like I said, in a deeper league, I'm starting Rager in, in, a, in a deeper league, maybe two wide receivers, two flex, but, um, you know, I'm, I am starting Rager. Okay. Uh, I'm actually, you know, kind of, I was, I was weighing other options, but let me see if I can pull this up and, and we, could, we could hash it out right here, who I'm starting this week, Greg. <laughs> so it looks like I've got either Jalen Rager – or I could go DeAndre Swift or Scotty Miller. I like DeAndre Swift this week. Yeah, I like DeAndre Swift this week. Too. So are you? I mean, if you're projected to lose, then I think Rayburn might be the play. But I think DeAndre Swift is a, a good safe play this week. Uh, Packers gave up a good target share to running backs last week, and DeAndre Swift he just. He had a, a good game outside that game, dropping the game winning touchdown. But he he, he played well. Yep. No, uh, no, I'm surprised you didn't you didn't give any Scotty Miller any love there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, is it a PPR league? You don't sound too excited. Is it is it PPR? Yeah, full point. Oh, full point. Oh, yeah. Right, then I am excited a little bit. Uh, 
yeah, if Godwin's not playing, I will lock and load him in. If not, then yeah, I think I will go that, DeAndre that's Swift. That's where I was also leaning. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was okay. I'm glad we're on the same page here cuz it's exactly where I was going, but with that, um, you know, well, actually, before that, uh Malcolm Brown, I didn't touch on him, but yeah, I like I like all your points there. Uh I think he he is a so high so high candidate at some point, right? We don't know when that moment comes, but right. when it is, you know, I think you know, just something we monitor based on, you know, just watching the the game and how he's being used. But I think Malcolm Brown like Who's going to lead the Rams in rushing touchdowns, do you think? Malcolm Brown. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Malcolm Brown. I mean, he got two week one. Uh, I mean, in the first couple, first five, six weeks, he, he will definitely be leading by a wide margin. And and there's yeah. no Todd Gurley there to, to take 14 rushing touchdowns. No. Yeah, he should get close to that so, that four to five red zone touch number again, if not more. Yeah. So, I mean, in a game with, you know, what is it, 47 points or 46 points, you know, that's a decent amount, and the, the Rams are favorites. You know, I think you could expect him to get a rushing touchdown in this one. What about Tyler Higby? Any love for him? Um, Matchup's pretty good against Philadelphia. Sorry, yeah, yeah, I didn't mention that. Yeah, the, yeah Tyler Higby, now he's like the, you know, the Rams are running more. Uh, three wide receiver sets. He's he's the main tight end on the field, so that's that's good for him uh, as far as his target share and stuff like his involvement. Uh, I think it's a bounce back spot. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you could totally play him. Um, you know, he's somebody that obviously didn't come through last week, but like you said, he's the he's the main tight end. Gerald Everett's you know obviously banged up as well, so that's that's just more work for him apparently, or you know supposedly. So. Uh, heading on to the next game, we talked about DeAndre Swift, so we'll talk about him now. But, um, you know, the, the 0-1 Detroit Lions traveling to Green Bay, Wisconsin, to take on the 1-0 Green Bay Packers. This game's at 1 o'clock. Um, the Packers are six-point favorites in a game that's a 49.5-point over-under. This was up from the 47.5 points. Um, the Packers have a ton of injuries, but... You know, uh, the two that are the most concerning, starting guard Lane Taylor, uh, he's out for the year with a knee injury. Um, star defensive tackle Kenny Clark, he's questionable with a groin, uh, which he suffered in Sunday's game. Uh, for Detroit, the big injury is obviously Kenny Galladay, who, you know, we've been talking about all week since last week when he didn't play. Um, I don't think he's going to play. He yeah, has not practiced all week. He obviously didn't play last week. So, um, Greg, what's your take on this game and this matchup? I have the over in this game. Uh, I have the Green Bay Packers covering, and I have the Green Bay Packers winning. Uh, I think this is uh, going to be a great game for the Packers offense once again. Uh, the Detroit Lions defense is is bad. Uh, as far as you know, the A Rod, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae, Aaron Jones—they're all top ten plays at the position. I think this week um, you could lock and load and start them. Uh, third worst team. Going against the third worst team in uh, week one as far as total defensive efficiency, uh, the Lions. Uh, Alan Lazard, I think he has flex appeal. Um, and MVS, I think, is a boomer bus wide receiver three. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't, I'm still not on board to taking the risk on starting him, but <laughs> I, I'd rather start Alan Lazard. I think you probably safe, mm-hmm. safer play for sure. Uh, on the mm-hmm. Lions side, yeah, you talked about a Galladay. I don't think he's going to play. So. We talk. We just talked about DeAndre Swift, and the last was a good segue to him talking about him. I think he's a flex play this week. Uh, Packers gave up a high target share to the Minnesota running backs in Week One. 
Uh, DeAndre Swift had five targets in week one, so uh, he should bounce back. As far as his, he had two drops, game-winning touchdown. I know he's hard on himself. It's kind of like the Kareem Hunt situation, first snap. He fumbled the ball, but he came back strong. I think DeAndre Swift will. Uh, so he's a guy I think you can look to, to buy on, I think, uh, going forward. Marvin Jones is in a bounce-back spot, I think. Uh, he had eight targets in week one and had a 91.5% snap share. So good matchup. It's got to work out. I think he's going to he's gonna dog this week as well as TJ Hawkinson. And Anamandola is your, your your PPR flex. Uh, that debate between him and Cephas is, is intriguing, though. Yeah, apparently uh, Cephas didn't run a ton of his routes from the slot. I, I, I fact-checked that. He did not do that, so... Uh, I think Amendola is definitely in play as a PPR flex, mm-hmm. like you like you've been saying. Um, but both these teams, uh, they 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 do throw a lot, so I'm taking the over. I am going to take Detroit to cover. Uh, okay. I am going to take Green Bay to win this game. Um, you know, like you said, this game is going to be a super close matchup. You know, it's going to be a, a you know a good game between you know division rivals here. Uh, both these teams throw the ball a lot. Like I said, each each over sixty percent pass rate in neutral game script. Uh, both these pass defenses aren't very good. Uh, so I'm t- I'm taking Rodgers. Uh, I'm playing Rodgers. You know I'm I'm af- I'm afraid to play st- to play Stafford with that as long as you know Kenny Galladay's out. But I think you can play him. Um, you could have had he he could have had a better fantasy day last week if Swift doesn't drop that touchdown like you said. So I think you can yeah. you can play. Him. Yeah, I agree. Um, as far as running backs, Aaron Jones is a must play uh, for Detroit. Uh, AP is a <laughs> AP is a viable flex word. <laughs> Wait, word? <laughs> Look, man, he had 14 carries last week. He had three targets. Uh, you know, he, I I I think he has touchdown upside. I don't think you know he's going to be super involved in this particular game because of the game script. They won't be leading mm-hmm. uh, as they they won't be leading at all really. Uh, and so you know, like you're saying, I think DeAndre Swift will play. Uh, he I mean he did get a goal line carry, so maybe he doesn't get called off the field. But I like if this game, you took the over, right? I did. Yeah, so if, this, if there's as many points in this game scored as we think there's going to be, I think AP gets a touchdown. Okay, like I that's 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 really just it. Um, yeah, he played a lot of snaps at the yeah at the position. I mean, DeAndre Swift played under fifty percent of snaps, so yeah, AP's out there for sure. Yeah. So, uh, granted, you know this game should be like I said should be more pass heavy. So I, I think you can flex Swift this week, like we've been saying mm-hmm. uh, at wide receiver. Devonte Adams, or should I say, Devonte Adams, uh, because you're you're playing him. <laughs> Bro, he, yeah, he might finish wide receiver one, possibly, or wide receiver two. Like I see it. This is a good week for him. Oh no, yeah, he will. As I saw it in my projections, <laughs> that he would finish the wide receiver one. Um, <laughs> so you're gonna play him, uh, Alan Lazard. And MVS, they're both intriguing, like you said. Uh, if I had to choose one, I'm on board with you. I'm going with Lazard. Uh, he played the most snaps last week. He ran more. He ran more routes. Um, he's definitely. He's probably the safer player, like you. Like you said, um, for Detroit, I'm. I'm definitely. I'm looking at Marvin Jones. Uh, looking at TJ Hawkinson, uh, and then like like you said, like we said before, Amendola uh, in the in the slot as a, a PPR option. Uh, but that's it really for me yeah yeah pretty much this game this game is gonna be fun 
It's going to be real fun. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely going to be a fun game. Um, you know, I feel like we got vintage Aaron Rodgers, man. Ooh, you know, I just really hope that we're, <laughs> because, we're just, you know, we're talking good about him, man. I just really, really hope <laughs> that, you know, this doesn't flip up on its head. I know, especially not. I know. I mean, <laughs> you got, they got too. Detroit, yeah. So I, I don't, I, I doubt it. It's, this is Detroit. He's been dominating this team his whole career in his division. So this is money. All right, Greg. This is a this is something that we you know we're gonna have to think about, right? Like, if Aaron Rodgers goes out and throws five touchdowns against the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Are you trading him? <laughs> yes, if you have another quarterback, or do you have another? Do I have another quarterback on my roster? Like, or is this um, just not figure it out? Let's say, <laughs> let's say, uh, Kirk Cousins is on waivers. Kirk Cousins, Gardner Minshew, uh, Joe Burrow, all these guys are on waivers that you could stream. Oh, I, I, uh, if I can, yo, if I can get a like a RB one or wide receiver one for Aaron Rodgers, I think I would do it. Yeah, after this week, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, think I would do it. Too. Uh, only, only for, I mean, only for got, one, I think, uh, or like a high upside two, like that. I think will. Well, because the question come, the question becomes: Do you think that he's going to keep this up? <laughs> uh, That's the question because. If he keeps it up, he's the he's the quarterback. One. Oh yeah! If he keeps it up, yeah, he's that's what he used to do in fantasy, where he was like top five, top five QB every year, um, just off yards and touchdowns. Uh, which is yeah, uh, it's it's just the game is evolving. I know I could find like waiver quarterbacks now that can give me viable plays as far as like rushing too, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And in those games where you know. He's gonna pay, face like a good pass rush. He's gonna stink it up. I still, I still think, still has no outside threat. So he's uh he's got New Orleans next week. That's a good matchup. <laughs> he's got he's got Atlanta the week after. Oh that. man, no, actually, oh man, <laughs> this is Aaron Rodgers' year. This is Aaron Rodgers' year. And then, and then he's he's on bye, but then he comes back to Tampa Bay. That's I, I like that. And I will start him still. I will keep starting him. And then he's, then he's on Houston. Then he's in Houston. I was the start of a kid. <laughs> Minnesota again. Oh, <laughs> All right, take that. Take everything that I just said back. I'm. A, <laughs> I think Aaron Rodgers is. Yeah, I would. I mean, if I would still trade him for that RB one or, or wide receiver one, but I think he's gonna. No, absolutely. He's gonna be if, a QB one. If you could. Yeah, if if he could, if he keeps this up, obviously we need pass volume there. Yeah. Uh, I think the the Green Bay pass defense. Uh. I think the Green Bay defense just needs to continue to be bad as well to force Aaron Rodgers to have to keep putting up points. But um, yeah, no, nah, I'm I'm I, I can't believe we're saying this right now, but I think I would keep Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, no, you you just named that schedule that just changed the game for me. That that's that's a such a favorable schedule, and to like through the buy to through his buy. So like, yeah, that's nice. I mean, again, it's it's week it's week two. We don't really. I don't want to overreact so much. I mean, to but this, this is Aaron Rodgers, though. So like, he, this is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's one of the greatest I mean, quarterbacks to ever play the game. Those, those teams we named are probably going to continue to be bad, like the Atlantas and, and the Houston's. Like those past defenses are going to yeah. continue to be bad. Yeah. But if Minnesota could eventually figure it out, so maybe that Minnesota matchup won't be as good. Sam Fran will be healthy. You know, they won't be as as favorable a matchup by then. So, you know. 
but we'll well it's something to monitor for sure 100 percent, definitely 100 percent. gotta monitor this um all right next matchup we've anybody else from this matchup uh anybody? no there's no, nobody no, no. we talked about yep. everybody yeah um next matchup we've got the one and oh jacksonville jaguars heading to tennessee to take on the one and oh tennessee titans uh this game also 1 p.m the titans are four and a half point favorites uh this total is set to 53 um in terms of injuries, uh, Jacksonville linebacker Josh Allen, he was DNP on Wednesday with a calf injury. So something to monitor. Uh, big news, though, on the Tennessee side is A.J. Brown is dealing with a bone bruise no. in his knee. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that is exactly how I feel yeah. as well. Um, he, he was limited yesterday and then, came, then was a DNP today. So that part scares me a little bit. Um, you know, you never like when a player was was downgraded uh, after a day of, of, of practicing. Uh, Corey Davis, he's also banged up with the hamstring still, uh, so ha- something to monitor there. Um, but I, I'm taking the over here. I'm taking Jacksonville to cover. I'm taking Tennessee to win the game. Uh, in terms of how it plays out, two words. Derek, yes, Henry. sir, <laughs> yes, sir. Get that man the ball. Let's go. Uh, he had 31 carries last week. I expect that trend to continue. Uh, the Titans also ran 78 offensive plays on uh, on Monday night, which is the most that they've run wow. with Tannehill at that quarterback. Is uh, that is a lot. Uh, that allowed Henry to have 31 carries, but also Tannehill was able to attempt 43 passes. And so we we've always expected efficiency to 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 be the uh you know to regress for Tannehill and so for that to be his issue but but this bump in volume uh helps so I think you can play him this week uh at pass catcher I'm looking at Jonu Smith this week yes sir um you know and it's funny you know time time is a is a is flat but we we brought up Adam Humphreys yesterday and crazy right I think I think he's I think he's a sneaky play um, you know, over, no AJ Brown. Over Corey Davis? No, uh, not over Corey Davis. I think you can play them both. I mean, um, if AJ Brown is out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think even if AJ Brown isn't out, even if he's limited, right? Like, uh, Jacksonville cornerback uh, DJ Hayden, he was terrible in the slot last week against Indianapolis and, and Paris Campbell, and so. You know, with these other wide receivers banked up, I, banged up, I think that's more of a workload for Humphreys, who actually led all Titans wide receivers with target rate per snap. Uh, he had seven targets, uh, but only played uh, 50 or 60% of the snaps for the Titans. So, uh, and, and that seven targets is only one behind both uh, A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. So, in full point PPR and even half point PPR, I, th- I think he's playable this week. Um, on the Jacksonville side, I'm playing Shark. Uh, I think you can play uh, James Robinson. Uh, you can play Minshew because apparently every time I say you can't, he puts up a top <laughs> So, <laughs> um, not playing LaVisca Chenault this week, but uh, you sh- you need to have this man stashed on your bench. Cause oh, if absolutely. He, if he does another, if he does something else on Sunday, uh, whether it's like a big play in the run game or he scores a touchdown or you know, gets a good amount of targets and snaps, then he's he's in the flex conversation for me going forward after that. But uh Greg, how do you see this matchup breaking down? Yeah, I think I'm with you. Got the under, the Jags covering and the Titans winning. And on the Titans side, yep, uh King Henry, please give that man the ball. <laughs> I, 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 I yo, he, he 
which uh, Mike Vrabel saw those videos. He saw him working, so he was like, "This man <laughs> can handle this load. Like, it's it's gonna be." I was showing you the record for carries in a year. Uh, I think I think three fifty to four hundred is not out the realm of possibility as far as his carries number. Uh, so yeah, I, I like him a lot. Jono Smith, you called him out. Yeah, that that's that's really good. I think he's gonna be have a, he's in a good spot uh, this week. Uh, Noah Fant was able to attack uh, this uh, Jags defense. I mean, you know, was able to attack the Denver Denver. Well, Denver was able to attack with John, uh, Noah Fant last week. So that wait, should be good. Wait, sorry. Sorry. You mean. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> the Titans game. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, John Smith will still have a good game, I think. We can cut that. Yeah, John Smith. John, either way, John Smith is going to have a good game. Yeah. Uh, and even if he's not facing his own team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Jags, uh, James Robinson. I mean, I'm not hype on anyone crazy. Um, I mean, except DJ Shark, of course. Um, James Robinson, I'm intrigued by him. Uh, yeah, I'm, I agree with you on the assessment about Leviscus Renard. He's a stash, but he, he could be definitely number one waiver wide pickup. Uh, by next week or in the week after, uh, his his percentage just needs to just keep rising. Um, so because he's gonna be a guy that's gonna be you know Curtis Samuel light if not if not better uh, how he's been used and how he can be effective. Um, yeah, uh, this game could be a little ugly though. That's it. Yeah, I I totally am with that. How ugly it could be. That's why I, I don't want to play Minshew. But if I if I say that I don't want to play Minshew, he'll just make me look like a fool. So <laughs> I'm just saying you can in Superflex. Um. Oh wow! I failed to mention something. By the way, we were talking about the Buffalo and the and the Miami game. Yeah. Uh, if you're in Superflex league, like you could spare the roster spot. Maybe you only have two quarterbacks. Just go pick up Tua. Yeah. No. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, you know, Fitz Tragic is just a couple more interceptions away. That's all it takes. <laughs> That's really all it takes. If Tua keeps looking good and he, he they, you know, he's healthy, he was good to go for Week One. I mean, it, it, it's gonna be. We, we, I mean, coming into the year, if I had to bet, I would said it would have said Week Four, Week Five, but that's week. It's already Week Two, and it could come sooner. I was willing to give Fitzpatrick six weeks. Six weeks. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was. I think I projected Fitzpatrick to start six games and then Tua to take over after ten. But you know, we've seen this. You know, flip flop back and forth with Ryan Fitzpatrick now, man. Like you said, he could be Ryan Fitzpatrick, he could be Ryan Fitzmagic, he could be Ryan Fitz, Fitztragic. So, no matter what happens, like he's gonna re- he's gonna regress back to being Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I I think that uh, you know, Tua in a super flex, if you have the roster spot, or maybe you only have two quarterbacks, just stash them there. Yep, I um, agree. So, next on to the next game. I'm excited about this game, man. For so many reasons, uh, this is the 0-1 Minnesota Vikings taking on the 0-1 Indianapolis Colts. Uh, this game is a 48.5 point over-under. The Colts are three-point favorites. The uh, In terms of injuries, the starting guard for Minnesota, Pat Elfine, he was put on IR today with a thumb injury. Uh, I'm not sure if that's the short term or the, or the long term, but... Uh, he's he's he will not play in this game. Uh, rookie starting cornerback Cameron Dantzler, also for the Vikings, was was a, a DMP on Wednesday with a rib injury. And then for the Colts, uh, 
Michael Pittman Jr., a rookie wide receiver, he was limited participant with a toe injury. Uh, wide receiver Zach Pascal was limited with an ankle. Uh, but the big news, it seems, is uh, tight end Jack Doyle is not practicing with knee or ankle injuries. Greg, how do you see this matchup breaking down? Uh, in this game, I have the Minnesota Vikings covering the spread. I have the over in this game. I have the Minnesota Vikings covering, uh, and I have the Minnesota Vikings winning the game. Uh, I think Minnesota should bounce back, especially defensively. Uh, they pretty much got embarrassed um, in week one. Uh, Phillip Rivers uh, isn't Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he can make the magic that uh, Aaron Rodgers is doing. Uh, but it should be you know, a good game for, I, I like Paris Campbell. On the indie side, Paris Campbell, T.Y. struggled a little bit in week one. Um, but he should get heavily targeted still. But I, I think Paris Campbell might be uh, a safer play, and maybe even with more boom um, in this one, uh, especially with tying the team in targets. Uh, and I, I think he, you know, he's he's going to emerge sooner rather than later. Um, and you know, this is JT time. This is the game. This is this is where it comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> this is where JT emerges. Why you know he was going as early as the, like the third round by I think the day before draft day. It seemed like, the day before week one. So uh, I think I like this for him. I like Naheem Hines should be using this game. Uh, still, we be involved heavily. So he's a flex play for me. Um, and as far as the Viking side, Dalvin Cook start him up. My Adam Thielen start him up. Uh, those are really like those are two ones that you can bonafide locked in. Uh, Madison had a good game, but it was you know it was a it was a game script was favorable for him. Uh, but I think it's all cooking Thielen really. Kirk Cousins, uh, I think it's a good play. Um, and yeah, they should win. They should control the game. So I think Kirk Cousins is, is in play. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you in the players and and them playing i just i just i was confused by madison's usage actually because the, the minnesota was losing yeah they were they were losing so maybe they just they were getting blown out though so maybe they were like oh okay oh yeah, yeah. actually i did hear i did yeah. okay i didn't because i didn't watch that game i know there was, was a blowout yeah, it was a blowout. That's what I heard. I heard the the score was just window dressing. Yeah. Um. In terms of the matchup, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna take the over. I'm taking the Colts to cover here. I'm taking the Colts to win. Uh, I don't agree with you in terms of the Minnesota defense. I think this defense is just bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they were. <laughs> I think. I think they're just bad, man. I mean, look. I think Daniel Hunter makes a difference. I think that Yannick Ngakwe and Daniel Hunter, that combination could make them a, a very formidable defense. I think that their corners are young and inexperienced, um, and maybe they'll figure it out. Like like I said, I think Minnesota figures it out at some point down the line because Mike Zimmer is too good of a coach for it not to be. But I think in this week, I think you expect a similar result to what happened last week. Um, you know, Aaron, you know, Phillip Rivers, he's not Aaron Rodgers, but he threw for 364 last week uh, on 40, 40 something attempts. I think you get a similar output from him. You know, that's why we're high on guys like T.Y., high on guys like Paris Campbell. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like I said, I mean, you know, you said it too. You're, this is the breakout game for Jonathan Taylor. Ooh. He's my breakout running back. I, I'm this is the game right now. This is the game that we get. Yes, uh, sir. We realize this is why, like you said, the a the ADP was was going to the third round, and you know what? It might have been a little irresponsible, but at one point, because <laughs> after week one, it was it really was. <laughs> Marlon Max saved this JT like the this I think this whole like trial and I mean not trial everything campaign really for him. 
Uh, I mean, JT was going to get it eventually. Mar- Marlon Mack just opened up the door, you know, sooner yeah. than we all anticipated. Because after I was tilting so hard when he didn't get any touches for like the first the first half of a quarter, and I was like, yo, Naheem Himes has two touchdowns before yep. this dude gets a touch. I'm like, bro, I'm 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 tilting. But either way, whatever. Uh, this is the game that this is the game right here. We're we're gonna see why he was drafted so highly in drafts, like Greg said, going into into uh, week one. But Naheem Hines, he's an every week flex for me going forward. Uh, just like you said, Greg. And then Minnesota, it's the usual suspects: Cousins, Cook, Kirk, um, or Cousins, Cook, and Thielen. That, wow, that's the second time this week in two days. I've I've con- I've confused. Kirk Cousins with Adam Thielen and Adam Thielen with Kirk with Kirk Cousins. And, so disrespectful you know, just, with Adam Thielen, man. Crazy, nah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Uh, but you know, like you said, uh, Kirk Cousins. I you said you could play him. He's my stream of the week. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's he's a good he's, he's in a he's in a good spot. Uh, especially he's got Adam Thielen thrown. He's throwing the ball at Adam Thielen. You know? Come on, man. Adam Thielen, wide receiver yeah. one. Lock it in. There you go. Um, all right, next game. Uh, I wouldn't really call it a game. It's more of just like one team bullying another team. But we've got the own one San Francisco 49ers facing <laughs> off the own one New York Jets. <laughs> this game is at 1 p.m. Uh, it's in New York. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers are seven-point favorites. Wow, that's actually not that bad. Um, the total is 41 and a yeah, half. Yeah, it isn't actually. I'm surprised it's not 10. Uh, in terms of injuries, uh, George Kittle, he's questionable. Oh, yeah, with Nick Chubb touchdown. My fault. I just had to interrupt you. Let's go. Oh, yo, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Nick Chubb touchdown. Let's go. Let's go. Red zone two. Red zone touchdown. Uh huh. Uh huh. Let's go. Um. Yeah. So in terms of uh, George Kittle, uh, he's questionable with the knee. Uh, he will play. Uh, just have a tight end option ready to go in the case that he doesn't, but I, I'm expecting him to play. Uh, Richard Sherman, he was put on short-term IR. Uh, other starting cornerback, Akilah Weatherspoon, he is also out this game. Uh, so, uh, But also returning for the 49ers, that's rookie wide receiver Brandon Ayuk. Uh, I'm taking the under in this game. San Francisco to cover, San Fran to win. Uh, for the Jets, oh, sorry, in terms of Jets injuries, I failed to mention this part, but um, you know we'd probably be better off. Uh, we'd probably be the entire team better off. <laughs> save, <laughs> yeah, just listing players who aren't injured. Yeah, word. But, honestly, uh, the, <laughs> the short version here is uh, Le'Veon Bell. Obviously, he's on IR. Uh, Jamison Crowder, he's injured with a hamstring. Did not practice on Thursday, so monitor that situation. Uh, the good news, though, I can't believe there's good news coming out of Florin Park. But the good news is. Uh, Michael P. Ryan, the rookie running back I mentioned in yesterday's episode, uh, he he practiced on Thursday, uh, limited. He did some individual work as well as some teamwork, um, and you know we'll we'll so we'll see if he play on, if he'll play on Sunday. Uh, seems like he's trending in that direction. Uh, Sam Darnold also spoke highly of him, uh, although I don't know anyone Sam Darnold hasn't spoken highly of. So, um, but I would I would look to stash him if I can, although. Who knows what you really want to do with this offense? Either way, um, Frank Gore is the starting running back. No really, no real interest in playing him. You're kind of just hoping for like 19 carries for 57 yards and a touchdown uh, if you're playing Frank Gore. Uh, but in terms of, you know, I already said the, the, the Niners are going to win this game. Uh they are banged up, but I think Kyle Shanahan is too brilliant an offensive line, uh, offensive mind. Uh, something that 
Adam Gase is not. Sorry, Christopher Johnson. Um, you're wrong. But so expect the running backs to be involved as pass catchers. Uh, expect Brandon Ayuk to be involved at wide receiver on the Jets side. Maybe Chris Herndon. Uh, but I don't want to start anybody from this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that on the Jets side. But as far as the game, the over uh, San Francisco, I'm taking over. I, yeah, just because oh, I think it's a San Fran is going to get it by yeah, themselves. Yeah, San Fran is going to blow it. this game away. <laughs> yeah, uh, San Fran uh, covering and San Fran to win. Um, on the on the Jets side, yeah, I'm not looking to start anyone. Is Crowder playing? If Crowder's playing, that's my only intrigue. Uh, he's in these questions. Yeah, I mean, if you in PPR you PPR league, up, if you picked up Russell Gage, oh yeah, if you picked up Russell I'd Gage, just, if you picked up all right Crowder, or Allen, Scotty Allen. Miller, or <laughs> Jamison Crowder. Oh, I thought <laughs> I would take Allen Lazard over Jamison Crowder. But I think I would still take Jamison Crowder over Scotty Miller. Yo, I can't understand why you're not on Scotty Miller. I just I feel like <laughs> I just I, I just think he's like he's safe. I just thought I I I need to see that boom. Uh, I just, uh, the boom is there, man. He, the boom. he him and Tom Brady just missed out on a, a a long a long touchdown play. But if the Jets do uh, anything, it will probably all be the crowder. <laughs> just like last, just like oh, week one, yo. You're that's expecting the Jets to do anything. <laughs> so if you're, Crowder gets targeted like 10, 12 times, you know. Yeah, I'm sure he will. PPR league, Maybe. that's like almost five, six receptions. Like you know, he should he should, he should do well. Yeah, no, I think that's going to yeah. be a nice floor play. But I think if yeah. you needed some boom, oh yeah, if you I, need some I, play, I would go yeah. Scott, Scotty Miller, attach yourself to the higher off to the the you know the, the better offense. But um, oh the 49ers, yeah. uh, Jimmy 49ers, G. Go ahead. Yep, uh, my honorable mention for streaming of the week. So you know he's going to have a good game. Uh, the running backs I love, um, Morissette and Jared McKinnon, Tevin Coleman is they're not they're not in bad weather. I mean, he almost couldn't breathe in you know that last game. So on uh, the conditions were rough. So this could be a different game script for him as far as his usage. So I'll be interested to see that. Uh, I did still end up with two 49ers running backs in uh, League of Extraordinary People. I have Jared McKinnon and Tevin Coleman, uh, both stashing him on the bench, but. One of them is gonna have a good game. Uh, most most third is definitely a must start though for sure. Uh, and as far as the receivers, Debo Sam is not back. Ayuk is believed to play, and I think he has he has value if he's playing. Um, as far as a, a flex in in deep leagues, and could could, could score a touchdown as lo- as well as Bourne. Yeah, I, I I like Bourne to score a touchdown as well too, man. I mean, I, like I said, like you said, I think Ayuk is definitely in play as a as a flex, especially in deep leagues. But I think Kendrick Bourne could get a touchdown in this one. Apparently, him and Jimmy G missed just missed on some last week or one last week. So, uh, I I'm, I'm we were talking about it yesterday too. Bourne, he's he's still playing the snaps, he's still running the routes, he's still mm-hmm. getting the targets. They just didn't they just didn't connect last week. Mm-hmm. So uh, Bounce back I like spot. that play. Yeah, definitely a good bounce back spot for Kendrick Bourne. Um, all right, man, head on to the next matchup. Yes, We've sir. got the one and zero Chicago Bears taking on the own one New York Giants. This game is at one p.m. The Bears are five and a half point favorites. The total on this game is set to forty two. Uh, injuries of note uh, seems like Chicago may get both their edge rushers back in Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack. Uh, well, they had Khalil Mack last week, but they they'll have both of them together. 
Um, but both are questionable to play, uh, expected to play. Um, Golden Tate, he was limited still uh, with the hamstring injury, as it is, I believe. Um, but, Greg, how do you see this game breaking down? Uh, this game, I also have the over. I think this has some, some sneaky shootout potential. I have the mm-hmm. Giants covering the spread, and I have the Bears winning, though. Um, yeah, I think that it's going to be a competitive game. I was very close to choosing the Giants to winning. I think they I played. Was, I was too. I was they too. played. They played well against the Steelers, and really, they like uh, had, uh, you know, that one pivotal mistake. Honestly, for uh, the Giants, could have been up one, and then we're down nine. So uh, I'm gonna still take the Bears to edge them out. Um, uh, think the secondary will still be very struggling for them. So Mitch Trubisky, my streamer of the week, will have a great game. Um, think this is a good game for you know Allen Robinson and the receivers and Anthony Miller, uh, especially for you know Anthony Miller and line up in that slot. I think he's you know he's gonna get some play uh, and have, be a good fl- I think a, a flex value this week for sure. Um, for the Giants side, uh, yeah, it's all you know. Danny Dimes should have a solid game. I think he uh, both him and Mitch. Mitch will be a QB one. I think Danny Dimes will also be a QB two again, high upside upside for QB one. Uh, just like last week, uh, well, his upside was pretty ca- much capped, but his floor is still there, I think, because he's rushing. Um, and Darius Slayton, very good game in week one. I wasn't expecting that at all, so I think he's in a good spot again this week uh, in, a, in a better matchup. Um, Bears gave a lot of targets to the wide receiver position in week one, um, so I think Darius Slayton is in a good spot. Sterling Shepard is also uh, in a good spot. Um, I'm nervous about Evan Ingram, though. Um, he he didn't play well in week one. Um you know, he he does have always injury concerns throughout the year. Uh, I'm I'm paying attention to him. and But uh, other than that, I think uh, it should be a good game for Saquon, especially lock him in. Uh, I think if you were some, somehow able to buy low on him this week, that oh, would have been nice if oh, you were man. somehow able to do it. But, yeah, Saquon will be fine. Don't worry. He's going to bounce yeah, back this week. I'm 100% with you in terms of how this game plays out. Um, in terms of, you know, taking the over, I'm taking the Giants to cover, I'm taking Chicago to win. Yo, I went back and forth about it so many times, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Giants could win this game. Like I could see, I could tell myself a story where the Giants win this game. Um, but ultimately I I do think, you know, the combination of their secondary being bad enough, uh, the combination of, you know, them having both the, you know, the Giants secondary being bad enough, but then the, uh, the Bears having both their edge rushers back, I think that combination is you know just enough for them to to edge this one out. Uh, both these teams, you know, these teams have played such weird games over the last couple of years. Uh, you know, they've played them together the last couple of years. Um, but I think uh, you know, I think Daniel Jones is, is too much of a, of a gunslinger to just lay down. So that's why oh, I'm yeah. taking I'm taking the Giants to cover the spread. Um, I also think, you know, so I, I think you, like, you know, I agree with your assessment on, on Mr. Bisky. I think he, you know, he is uh QB one upside this week, uh, you know, given the matchup, uh, like we said yesterday, just don't watch the game. Um, <laughs> or just at least don't watch the bears drives. If you're streaming. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, um, I forgot to mention David Montgomery. How you feel about him? Oh yeah. I, I'm, I'm playing David Montgomery. I'm playing both running backs. I think they're, you know, both in decent spots. The bears are five and a half point favorites. Um, you know, that's, that's good for Montgomery to be able to get a touchdown. Um, and then in terms of, um, you know, so like, you know, I, I, sorry, I don't know if I explicitly said it, but I think, I think you can play both quarterbacks in this game. 
yes, if you I if you wanted that. to play if you wanted to play Daniel Jones, like I think you could legitimately play him. Uh, and Absolutely. Like you said uh, QB one, you know QB two upside. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, Saquon's a nice buy low. Try to trade for Saquon, you know, before this game kicks off if you can. Like at twelve fifty nine, just still be sending trade offers. Um, Darius Slayton, like you said, he's also interesting to me in this game. Uh, you know, the 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 Bears uh, give up a ton of targets to wide receivers, uh, but it, it you know it it obviously um, you know Slayton has had a ton of targets last week, had the long touchdown. He's somebody that's flashed in, uh, years prior. He has chemistry clearly with with Daniel Jones, uh, so. I actually I also like Evan Ingram this week to bounce back. Um, you know the the Bears, uh, they were, you know, they they'd give up five for fifty four to T.J. Hawkinson last week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, part of the reason why I liked T.J. Hawkinson last week had to do not just with Kenny Galladay being out, but the matchup against the Bears. Uh, so I think Evan Ingram, uh, he's he's definitely somebody I think you can play this week. Uh, but on the Bears side, yeah. and by way of pass catchers, Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, uh, you know, they're definitely must starts. I think Jimmy Graham is also in a good spot, and you can start him. Um, yeah, and then what about Tariq Cohen? Are you starting him? I just um, I'm with I you on everything. I'll come. I think he, this is a bounce back spot for him for Tariq Cohen. Uh, PPR league, yes, half absolutely. Half, uh, yes, yeah. I think he could score a touchdown actually this week. I think that's in not out the realm of possibilities, but I feel like the, I would. I think I would play DeAndre Swift over him, like that same type of kind of role and player. But I, yeah, I think I would um, take him how, over him. How did the Giants do against uh, pass catching running backs last week? Uh, they didn't really, really do that. It was Benny Snow was on the ground majority of the time, so I don't think they really got tested in that area. I know they were um, bringing Jalen Samuels in quite a bit. Um, yeah, but I don't, he didn't really. But do he didn't do anything. Much. No, okay. it was it was so, Benny Snow on the ground. Yeah, I mean, so I think you. I think the consensus is you could probably flex Tariq Cohen. Uh, I mean, in a game we both took the over. I think you could play both quarterbacks. Uh, Probably have a bad taste in my mouth from last week when he uh, only had two catches against Detroit. But again, he averages only two catches against Detroit in his in his career. I that really makes <laughs> zero it makes zero sense to me, like why he's so bad against Detroit. But um, yeah, I mean that's that's all we got in terms of week one games. We, it seems like we broke yes, them all down. Uh, you know, so this wraps up part one of the, of the preview. Hope you enjoy Thursday night football. So. Again, we'll be back Saturday to to you know recap Thursday night football, break down the rest of the games, and, and reveal our starts of the week. So make sure you come back here for the money time. Um, but again, everyone, thank you for listening. As always, please rate and review the podcast wherever it is that you're listening. Uh, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FF Diagnostics. You can follow Greg on Instagram at we underscore made it, and you can follow me on Twitter and, and Instagram uh, at JR Football Nerd. Um, you know, we look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Have a good weekend, everyone, and we are out. Yeah.